What I would like to do together with you in this session is to focus on one verse in this passage, namely verse 20, and think with you for a few minutes about an illustration of how God and man will the same thing, which may even be uh, an evil thing, a calamitous thing, a morally evil thing, and that they, they will it in very different ways. God has a way to will that evil be, and man has a way to will that evil be. They're not the same, and that may sound like double talk or an indictment of God. It isn't. We have to think biblically. So, Father, as we attempt to think biblically now about this passage and the ones like it that we'll look at, show us how you are holy and pure and good and light, and in you is no darkness at all, though you govern the entire world and everything in it with all its events, the good and the bad. Guide us in our thinking. This is so important. Help us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you, let's read this, and then we'll set the situation clear. So, they, meaning the brothers of Joseph in the Old Testament, who had sold him into slavery. Let's go back and see that happen. Back here in chapter 37, verses 26 and 28, Judah, this is one of the 12 brothers, the sons of Jacob, Judah said to his brothers, what profit is there if we kill our brother, thinking of Joseph, and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh, as if he has some compassion to sell him into slavery. And his brothers listened to him. Then Midianite traders passed by, and they drew Joseph up. He was thrown in a pit, lifted him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt, and they didn't see him again for 22 years. You can figure that out by reading the story. 22 years, they told his dad he's dead. Everybody thought he was dead. Even the brothers thought he had passed away, probably. Now, let's go back where we started. So, 22 plus years later, their father has died. They are terrified that Joseph is going to take vengeance on them. And so they say, they sent a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died, saying, say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin. So there was a, a great sin. They knew it. Joseph knew it. God knew it. Because they did evil. So transgression, sin, evil, they did evil to you. Now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant it for evil against me, 
but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive, that was God's purpose as in, in seeing to it that Joseph got to Egypt through their sin as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. So here's what I want to understand. You meant it for evil against me. God meant it. Was it referred to? It's feminine in the Hebrew. So is this word. The most likely antecedent, the nearest antecedent of it is this evil. So God, it appears, wills this same event, which in their minds and hearts is evil. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. Now, I want to, let's just isolate this verse and draw it, because so many people misuse this, I think. Here's it. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it. So this is it. This is the, the selling of Joseph into bondage. And here's you, you meant it, and here's God. And what it says about the relationship between you and it is you meant. Hashav in Hebrew, plan. You planned it. And here's God. And how many times have I heard people say, God used it, meaning its effects were turned for good. And they keep God's hand off of this by drawing this and using the word used. And I want to point out, and you can do this, you don't need any great uh, knowledge of Hebrew, you just need a good translation. You meant it for evil. You meant evil against me. God meant. In English and in Hebrew, it's the same word. So we should draw it like this. So we're going to go like this. That's not what it says. What it says is God meant, planned it. So, God governs all things. God governs all things. I'm drawing that from many other scriptures, but this is just an illustration. God governs all things, even sinful events. But God never 
sins. He never wills these sinful events as an act of sin himself. He wills them for good. Now let's let's confirm this. Back to chapter 45. God, Joseph says, sent me. He uses the word sent for how God got him to Egypt. And this sent refers to the selling of Joseph. God was so in charge of that moment that in retrospect, Joseph can say it was a sending. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant. Same thing in Psalm 105. When God summoned a famine on the land of Egypt and broke all the supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. This selling as a slave was so governed by God, so meant, so planned, sorry, planned, that it's called ascending. One more text. This is so helpful to have that paradigm of you meant it for evil, God meant it for good, because here we have God's action in the worst sin in the universe, namely the cross of Christ, the murder of Jesus, the Son of God. Truly in this city, Jerusalem, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus. This is a prayer. Gathered together against Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel. So those are the four actors, one, two, three, four, and every one of them sinned against Jesus. Herod with his mockery and putting a gold robe on him, and Pontius Pilate with his expediency and washing his hands and sending him off, off to be crucified, and the Gentile soldiers who drove the, the nails to his hands and put the crown on his head and, and hit him in the face and said, prophesy, and the peoples of Israel cried, crucify him, crucify him. These all were gathered together to do Whatever your, this is God, hand and your plan. That's Genesis 50, 20, in essence. Your plan had predestined to take place. So the worst sin that had ever taken place, namely the killing of the Son of God, happened according to plan and according to God's mighty hand. So may I commend for your serious consideration because it is so precious that when sin happens against you, for example, and you are deeply hurt by it, that you can write over the whole thing, those sinners who hurt me, they, they meant evil against me. They meant it for evil, but you, oh God, you, oh God, did not mean it that way. You meant it, that very same horrible thing that happened to me that was most evil and, and destructive. You meant 
it. You intended it. You planned it for my good. What a world of difference. You can try to solve the problem of evil by saying God has no intentions and no plans for it. That's against the Bible, and it will not comfort you. It will not comfort you in the end. In getting his hands off of this by talking like this only, you take it out of his power so that when it moves forward, it can keep doing all kinds of horrible things to you. And you can't revert to God and say, oh, God, do you have any good plan for me at all? Because in your system, then he won't be a planner. He'll just be always playing catch up ball. That's not the picture of this text. It's not the picture of the Bible. God governs all things, even the sinful events of the world, but he never wills them as sin, but always as righteous in his holy purposes.